Sometimes you might need a pick-me-up, a push in the right direction, some words that help put you back on track. This is the Learn, Develop, Live podcast with your motivational moment. Good morning and welcome to your motivational moment from the Learn, Develop, Live podcast. My name is still Chris Jacks and I'm bringing you another little motivator for today. Now, for the 100th edition of this actual podcast, we have a clip from the legendary Morgan Freeman. Now, Morgan became a successful actor when he was 50, but acting was always his love. Even if he wasn't the superstar he is today, he would still be following his passion in acting in any walk of life. Now, enough from me. Here is Mr. Freeman. To collect unemployment, you have to go out and hunt for employment. And they give you, you have a code. And mine was as a clerk typist, so you go out and you look for work as a clerk typist. And one day, I just, I can't keep being forced to be a clerk typist. So I went to the employment office and I asked to see the supervisor. And I was led into this office and this pretty little lady, redhead, whose name was Mrs. Lipton. What can I do for you? And I said, you're forcing me to be something I'm not. I have to go out and look for work as a clerk typist. I'm not a clerk typist, I'm an actor. So I just can't keep doing it this way. She took this thing and stamped my employment book said, you got six months. Go be an actor. So if Mrs. Lipton is alive today, Mrs. Lipton, I'm an actor. The box office success when the Shawshank Redemption came out was Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I'm just not going to laugh. Well, no, but that's, you know, just the juxtaposition of box office and and... Uh, what's that other term? Critical. Uh, Shawshank got really good reviews, but because nobody could say Shawshank Redemption, it didn't get word of mouth. And I don't care how much you promote a film, if you don't have word of mouth, you ain't promoting it. People have to be able, now you go and say, listen, I saw this really terrific film. It was called <laughs> Shank Sham. <laughs> Shim Shank. <laughs> Got on the elevator in LA one day and the lady said, oh, I just saw you in the Hudsucker Reduction. <laughs> So that was the reason it was not a box office success. <laughs> no word of mouth at all. Here's a stat from, uh, from your show, and it says that the richest 85 people on this planet have as much money as the poorest, 3.5 billion. Yeah. yeah, right. That's on the planet, however. You know, that's... It's not far off in America. No, it isn't far off in America, but we still and we still here don't abandon the idea that it isn't finite yeah. it isn't finite if you were born where were you born 
Me? Yeah. Baton yeah. Rouge, Louisiana. Baton, Baton Rouge, Rouge General Hospital. Baton Rouge. There you go. Louisiana. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I had a long haul uh, from where I came from to here, but here we are. Right. So proof is in the proof of the pudding is in the eating, and here we sit at the dining table. But it's hard to when you say that to some people because they say, "Oh, there you go with a pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing," and you know you're just being respectable. Not everybody can do that. Everybody can. Everybody doesn't. Courage. Courage is the key to life itself. There are a lot of people who are born in situations where they say, well, I just, I'll never get out of this. So they won't. I say to people who say, well, I, I would like to have done so and so and so. So well, you could have done it. So, well, I couldn't get out of here. Man, the bus runs every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. You're exa if there, if there, if you can conceive it in your mind, if you can think of it, you can do it. That's you the human do. condition. Right. If we can imagine it, we can do it. Right. And I think that's it, that the the condition of each individual human. Your job as an actor is to give it your best shot each every time. So yes, I'm going into it with the idea that. I'll play it to the best of my ability, and they wouldn't give it to me, uh, the role, if they didn't think I was capable of pulling it off. Or I wouldn't take it if I didn't think I was capable of pulling it off. So what advice would you give, purely in an acting sense, to yourself 30, 40 years ago? Same advice I gave myself 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> Get a was? job. <laughs> Act. Uh, there are, unfortunately, those of us who say, well, I want to be a star. That's way out there in the ether somewhere. I want to be a working actor. You can pull that off. So act, work, <coughs> work. I, Someone asked me once, and you're about to do it. <laughs> what would you do if you weren't an actor? If you didn't make it as an actor, what would you do? I have no idea. I would act somewhere. Maybe I'd be driving a cab. Maybe I'm working somebody's yard. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to belong to somebody's little theater group. I will act because I'll die if I don't. I got into the Air Force because I was, it, as it turns out, I was uh, romanticizing that whole idea. You know, we were refighting World War II as I was growing up, so we had all these heroic uh, movies. Uh, and I fell in love with the idea of flying. Hmm. And then when I got into the Air Force, uh, had this big eye opener that racism was rampant there also, uh, and that uh, I didn't, I had not qualified or suited is a better word for military life. That kind of um, 
unquestioning obedience to a lot of things that I think are stupid didn't quite go over well. <laughs> yeah. So when I got out, I was I was an early discharge. It was almost uh, dishonorable, you know, because I just really didn't fit. But the catalyst actually was uh, I did get to sit in a jet trainer because I, I had a lot of people behind me to get me into flight school and stuff. But sitting there, it occurred to me that this is absolutely not what I want. It's, it isn't movies. It's for real. Mm. These, you know, this little red button on the joystick controls guns with real bullets. And I'm, I sat there for quite a while and knew that if I made a strafing run, I needed a camera here and I needed the people to be able to get up and go back to number one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I got out of that plane, uh, on the runway at North Island Air Station, the Naval Air Station, and I walked away from that and towards uh, acting. I knew that uh, it was all about the movies. It was all about the movies. I got on stage the very first time when I was eight years old. I was brilliant. Then I got on stage again uh, four years later when I was 12, brilliant again. So by the time I was 13, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion in everybody else's mind, teachers, parents, that acting was going to be my thing. Um, I hadn't, like, made a conscious decision I'm going to be an actor. I don't think you do. I think you just, that's what you do. The first stage play I did in New York, I was working with Stacy Keach and Vivica Lenfors. That was a great experience for me. You talk about a master class, you have it there. Okay, Stacy had come out of Yale University, I think, and uh, it was much more advanced as a stage actor than I was, but wow, did I have big ears and was I ready to learn? So you just sit and watch. It's always a learning experience. Uh, the big thing I learned from working with Pearl Bailey was professionalism. She was total professional, total, total, total professional. She always gave 100%, 110% in a performance. And I watched her very carefully. She was one of those uh, performers that you say, this is the way to go, this is the way to be. Uh, in this business. Be on time, know what you're doing, do it full out, give all you can. That's, uh, that's a lesson. You know, I, as I said, I went to the movies all the time. I went to, I've seen the movies. And uh, at some point, it struck me rather dramatically how much uh, I wasn't in the movies. Not the way I needed to be in the movies. And if you look at a lot of the disaster movies in that period, the only people left on the planet were white. So now my thing is if I get in the movies, I want to make sure that I speak about that. 
And if I'm able to do it, I want to talk about it. So there was a period there in the early 80s when I didn't get any work because I would ask these questions. I auditioned, or I don't think I even got to audition. I interviewed for the movie The Thing, the remake. So I read the script, and I go back for the audition, and the producer or the director, one of those, said, did you read the script? I said, yes. What do you think? I said, well, you've got 11 people at the South Pole, eight of them are scientists, and then you have a cook, a mechanic, and something else. They're all black. None of the scientists are. What do you think I think? Needless to say, I didn't get that job. <laughs> Again, though, you know, Providence rears her beautiful head when glory came about. I was just floored, because I knew about the 54th Massachusetts Regiment from a one-page thing uh, on this day in history in Jet Magazine. It's talked about this sergeant who was awarded a Medal of Honor for his activities at this charge with this outfit. So the history is there. It's there to draw upon. But we could ask ourselves, we, me, black people, why, why aren't we... Why don't we figure more in it? I need something that's going to engage me, that makes me sit up and think. I refuse to take part in anything that is going to denigrate a people. Especially me. <laughs> All right, here we go, eh? Do you ever want to go to space? <laughs> I really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> it's helium. It's helium, Morgan. It is helium. It's very undignified. No, no. <laughs> I think your voice sounds great. It's not undignified. Some people just have voices like this, so you're actually making fun of those people. See? <laughs> I, I told you. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and please, would you ever like to come back? I'm never coming back. <laughs> that video can be found on YouTube, and it's called If I Stop Acting, I'll Die. Morgan Freeman Top 10 Rules, and is published by the Even Carmichael YouTube channel. Now that is all from me this week. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Oh, and if you could leave a rating and review for the show to help me grow the community, that would be amazing. And of course, every review or comment is actually read out. So get your name on a podcast. Why not? Have yourself a great day and I will see you in the next one. You're listening to the Learn, Develop, Live podcast with Chris Jags. Stay tuned for more motivation to get you going. 
Thanks for listening. You can find more motivational moments at LearnDevelopLive.com. And we'll be back to inspire you again tomorrow.